We're back from summering and ready for a new work season and the next series of new tricks. On this week's episode, we can't help but speculate on when and how the booster rocket outgoing PM Boris Johnson will return to the halls of Whitehall and more pressingly, whether our new leader will announce sufficient support for the sector in the coming days. We also consider just how much travel chaos really came to pass this summer, ferries and roof boxes permitting, and whether the staggering energy, supplies and staffing costs will force hotels into seasonal operating. It's a joy to be back and we hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to another episode, a new series, we call it a new series, of New Tricks. I'd forgotten what it was called, it had been such a break. New Tricks, which is the podcast from us, New Dog PR. Uh, and we are, just for the uh, avoidance of any doubt and the re- and the refreshing of memory, Emily Newman, that's me, and Catherine Dogrell, that's you. It is. Hello, hello. We're back in what I like to think of as a work season now, the autumn work season, because uh, too often one hears one's children whining, going, oh, well, you know, I don't, if I'm a grown-up, you just work all the time and then you die. Or it's children or it's like sketchy indie bands, it's one of the two. Um, and uh, But if you think of it seasonally, I think it's better for one's long-term mental health, considering that we will all have to work until we're at least 77 or 53 if you're in France. So... So yes. See, seamlessly on from seasons, we we've picked up a um I was say it's a story, it's more than a story, a trend very much possibly, uh, of seasonal hotels. So what with impending doom, as we like to call it, um, we've noticed quite a few publications, journalists uh, uncovering or exploring the idea of seasonal hotels. Um, and indeed, where I holidayed this year was will be closing at the end of this week. Um, and that's just what happens. It was a delightful campsite in Tuscany, for those of you wondering. Uh, and that's it. Come the begin, come Monday, it closes. They, go, they all go off to do whatever they fancy, lie down in a dark room, I'd imagine, after a summer of fun. Um, and so is this a trend that we think is going to be happening more and more? I think so. And of course, you make the excellent point that with things like campsites and with some hotels in what would be seasonal locations, ski hotels leap immediately to mind. This is very much par for the course. Um, You know, if you're right by the beach and you're in some remote location in, let's call it Italy, it's not unusual for hotels to, to close seasonally. What is unusual now is that these are hotels which have not put that into their business plan when they first set up and thought, oh, we'll have a hotel in the Lake District and it is predominantly the UK where we're hearing this. Um, I'm going to work to see if we can work out why that should be in a moment. Um, it's hotels which which would like to be open all the time but cannot be open all the time because they can't afford to be open all the time because energy prices uh, predominantly and gr- rising um, rising staffing, but um, but more on that uh, in a second. So yes, will we all turn out to be seasonal hotels if something doesn't happen? And hopefully by the time you're hearing this, something might have happened. But um, past experience of our new leader suggests that it's going to be a bit crap. Um, or it's going to be an amazing deluge of cash and then they'll call an immediate election while we're all blinded with delight. Um, it's one of those two, one of those two. But uh, but my, my suspicion, or, or a mysterious third option, my suspicion is it's going to be a crappy solution of crappiness. Um, kind of along the lines of um, it appears that they both, as we're speaking, both flying up to see the Queen using separate massive fucking private jets. Excuse me. Uh, 
It's almost as if it couldn't, they couldn't maybe have driven up overnight or got a train. A train? I do believe there is a train, a very efficient one. There are many, many lovely trains to Scotland. I know that it's not traditional for the Tories to want to be anywhere on the ground in Scotland, loathed as they are there. But, um, but it seems a bit severe to be flying two jets up there separately to go and see the Queen. Um, and also, tedious morning out for the Queen, I expect. I know, I know. It's not all like free, free swans and that being the Queen. No, it appears not. Sometimes you really do need to meet people that you are loathsome to everyone. Um, <laughs> it's true. Welcome to, to UK politics. <laughs> absolutely. Just for, yes, exactly. For anyone who's not been following everyone, it. Everyone, in case you think that we're on the fence at all about uh, where we stand politically. And, uh, and I'd like to point out, it's not where we stand necessarily about where we stand politically. It's where we stand in terms of support for the industry. Very much so which there has been none. Uh, Eagle-eyed viewers will have been looking at the services figures yesterday, service sector figures yesterday. And we know that it's not all service sector, isn't all just hotels, it's like banking and stuff. But but they did specifically say that hotels and restaurants were collapsing under the weight of the cost of living crisis. And phrases like collapsing under the weight are not like reassuring phrases in the sector. So something needs to be done. So um, we'll see what that is. Not cheery. Um, I saw, uh, I think Germany have managed to find is it 65 billion as a, in a, as a support package. That can seems to found. have... Can be found, yes. Yeah, yeah. That seems, to have, uh, that seems to have been found from somewhere. So it is possible, folks. It is possible to support support your community and your people um what else has been going on over the summer there've been oh well yes yeah, summer travel chaos did you enjoy any summer travel chaos didn't enjoy any particular summer travel chaos because i tried to stay away from the uk if at all possible um because that's where the chaos tends to be centered on that i don't know why that should be why that should be particularly because you know brexit because already of those reasons but um but it seems that the the focus of of chaos is there and i stuck to the train mostly boris and liz take note um trains are available and advantageously priced let me tell you um so probably less so in the uk and um Although I did go to Iceland at one point where I did not get the train, um, but I was suitably punished by extraordinarily high charges for lager. So, mm. so I thought that was, but I know I did walk a lot. So I, I tried not to generate any carbon while I was there specifically. You offset, offset, offset the jet by using my feet. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, so it wasn't, wasn't as chaos ridden as, as I had feared it might be because I took certain precautions. So, yes. Did you, did you enjoy any light chaos? Alas, no. Alas, no. And even, no, I know, even have, we had gone to the, we'd gone to the extreme measures of purchasing a roof box for the car uh, on the assumption, obviously, that the travel chaos would rain down on us when we got to the airport um, and we'd have to come back from the airport, having not got a flight anywhere, and got in the car and travelled to Folkestone and got on the, um, on the shuttle and driven to Tuscany. But this this didn't come to pass. Uh, so we now have a roof box and we'll probably be driving next summer to make use of said roof box. Well, once you have the roof box, you see, you must use the roof box. And then what I, actually, what I did discover, talking of roof boxes, is um, the ferry. I had not discovered ferries since I was about eight, um, but I had to bring the dog back from France. And ferries are a good place to bring the dog back from France because you can't bring them on the Eurostar or on planes because... 
British are nutty about these kind of things. Um, but just some rabies, I think, something like that. But uh, but ferries, you can take your dog on the ferry um, from Dieppe to New Haven, if people are interested. Uh, as a foot passenger, so you don't need a car, you get to go on the ferry first and get off the ferry first, so I can recommend it. And the dog goes in a little kennel, and then you spend four hours drinking duty-free booze um, in the bar at like sort of three euros a shot and it was all very pleasant and I'd forgotten about the ferry because ferries are kind of after all the tension of of travel chaos ferries are very much amateur hour um they, they do all the right things they are checking people's passports and things I'm not saying this is a brilliant smuggling route um but you can you can sort of get it and they're like yeah and then you sort of mill around and then you can sort of get off from like the big hole at the front of the ferry and then you just sort of wander off after having your passport checked in responsible fashion, obviously. But it's very much, there's none of this kind of the rigour and stress that one finds at airports. And I thought, hmm, ferries. I'm not sure how environmentally friendly they are. It's a bit stinky. But ferries. Ferries, folks, ferries. And always forward motion, as we discussed, whereas lingering around an airport for three hours, not doing anything. Yes, there's not three hours of lingering to be had. There was, I got there freakishly early, but that was my fault. Uh, so you just sort of get on and then you and then there you are. And not, you know, New Haven is not a thousand miles from London. It wasn't like I was in some remote part of the country I then had to get to other places from. But, uh, and the whole thing was 49 quid, including the dog. See, I think that's a day out. It really was. It really was. Get a seat, you know, sitting around. And the seat is often bolted to the floor, which is lovely. So very useful. Uh, I didn't have to put myself in. Everyone's looking for an experience. There you go. Everyone's looking for an experience these days in travel. I think we may have found a new one. It was duty free and you get sort of, you can look at it during the flight as twere, um, sort of wander around it thinking, oh, I drank that in the bar. Maybe I should drink more of that. Um, Did they have enormous Toblerones? That's my, that, that's my, my yeah. That's- an orange Toblerone, which I, I had not, I know, I hadn't seen that before. So, um, had it all. DFDS people, hop onto it. Not at the canteen though, it looked absolutely revolting. But that's what I had. But if you've got a massive Toblerone and three euro a shot wine, that's, I mean, that's nutrition done. Yeah, isn't I didn't it? feel the need for a quiche. And I don't think you should have, there shouldn't be quiches on ferries anyway, because you're already at risk of various gelatinized egg <laughs> digestive issues. <laughs> so I really didn't think chucking a, a quiche under a warming lamp. Uh, down my throat was was I thought courting danger <laughs> very wise we're ever so slightly back at it given that what has been in of interest is how it seems us Brits this summer uh, and I and I talk for the sort of collective corporate world here um seem to have holidayed like Europeans there seems to be very much of a we sort of noted it from mid-July almost the out of offices Yes, eight to ten weeks of holidaying. Do you think this is a trend that will ca- continue? It's quite hard to come back from it, presumably, now everyone is familiar with I don't think much be, time we're going to be moving back from, uh, from, from taking all the holidays. Um, so I don't, and I've been hearing, so, so we have a client, uh, Muse, who offer their staff as much holiday as they want. And this is a growing trend, and I can't speak for Muse on this, but I can speak for other people I know who've worked for it. Seems to be quite popular with American companies, um, and they've and it's generally it has been reported that people tend to take fewer holidays um, when this happens because they think, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't. Um, but 
uh, a lot of the US companies have found that, in fact, where because obviously in the US you only get two days holiday as it is, they found that people are now taking more holiday. So whether this will change if we have a big giant global recession and people are suddenly fearful for their jobs, who can show? But um, but yes, more holiday, people valuing holiday, two month holidays, and certainly as you saw, everyone fleeing the country and getting the hell out. Certainly in France, we couldn't move for the Americans. Um, and we were hearing only yesterday that the Americans are everywhere and in this country and all over the place spending money. And um, and the Brits were in, actually in the South of France having a lot of weddings, I heard from one correspondent. Uh, okay. Something like 20 weddings at any given moment. People, lots of pent-up wedding demand. But, um, but yes, but as, as, as that fades, of course, a difficult time for the events sector. I wonder, and I, I hate to go there on this. We, I know I'm, I'm apologise in advance, but do you think that these extended, these long breaks were a mixture? I can't say the B word, but do you think they were a mixture of working and leisure? Do you think, or do you think folks were just downing tools as for as, six weeks? Well, as far as I can tell from people that we were talking to, people were not interested in being contacted. So I think it was a proper. I'm having this break, and you'll prize it out of my cold dead hands. So, and which is good, obviously, very psychologically responsible. And good for the sector. Good for hospitality and tourism, flooding money into that. Yes. I felt like a very responsible citizen in in holidaying this year and and furnishing the sector with my cash. You couldn't possibly have not gone on holiday and then sat here allegedly working in the hospitality sector. That would be exceptionally bad form and takes us back to our outgoing prime minister who holiday well relentlessly although not in the uk so hmm. so and when he was holidaying presumably this wasn't when he was being a booster rocket um he was he was because that would have implied what 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 or 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 a roman or no, go no. you've done research no i yes i see so you, you drew my attention to this speech i i saw that he was speaking and i had it on mute because that's how that's how I prefer it um and usually they'll provide a transcript of the speech afterwards at number 10 so if it's like a a speech about the economy which of course never is um then you can look up any detail that you may have missed out on without having to hear the voice um and I see from from our new incoming prime minister that she too has a very irritating speaking voice um so I should be doing the same for that um one doesn't want to deny oneself the information but yes but looking it up afterwards I see it was the usual uh Boris bingo speech making nonsense, uh, where he gibbers a bit, apparently about being a rocket, um, which is odd, um, and and talks a bit about something that makes you reminds you that I was uh, I was surprised there wasn't. I assume there was some Latin in it because he likes to do some Latin in, and then and then usually what happens is all the solicitors on uh, on Twitter go crazy because it's usually the wrong spelling or the wrong thing or it doesn't mean the right thing. But he's he's I'm a classic scholar, isn't it? I'm a classic scholar, and I'm going to ram that down your throat for no reason. But, um, but apparently, yes, so you were telling me that he was was saying that he was like uh, Cincinnatus. And it's been a long time since I studied classics, so I had to look it up. Um, and uh, Mary Beard was very helpful on Twitter, as Mary Beard is want to be. And so he was apparently, this Cincinnatus, a 5th century BC Roman politician who saved the state from invasion. And this, of course, will play into Boris's belief that he personally um, is fighting in the Ukraine. Um, so when, when Gorbachev died his comment just was completely skewed it to be about how he had personally saved the ukraine or ukraine um yeah which he of course hasn't he's himself with our friend blood 
Um, and so he saved the state from invasion and then returned to his farm or to his plow, as he said in the speech. Um, and uh, and the, the first issue with this, of course, is that this guy returned to his farm voluntarily. He wasn't kicked out by large groups of, of his supporters writing letters proclaiming what an awful person he was in a series of, of I recall, creative and fascinating ways. Um, and Mary also points out he was an enemy of the people, So um, more, more, which is lovely. So more frighteningly for those of us who maybe aren't Johnson's biggest fans, um, Cincinnatus returns, um, which, of course, is, is what everyone fears Boris will do, and indeed will do, because because he will do, because that's who he is, or he will attempt to. So he returns, um, and then returns as a dictator. So, um, so yes. So I think so. Something of a of a troubling, um, troubling use there of classics, as ever with Boris, because there's really no need to to have any use of classics, um, particularly in a in a speech about a country that is happening now. Absolutely. At least it's consistent in its awfulness. Um, there is that you've got to give him that. I see also that. Um, it's uh, nonsense. I'm really brilliant. Here's a classics reference. La, 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 la. So, and presumably from now on, you'll be able to pay you know, 20 grand an evening for the pleasure of this kind of nonsense over and over and over. I assume so. Yes, absolutely. Um, I also read in uh, more alarming news that Rhys Mogg was being teed up to be the business minister, so. which is. I don't know which is more horrifying. I mean, that probably because it's it's imminent. Whereas who knows as and when Boris will return? But yeah, Reese Mogg, who Reece Mogg, the 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 prototypical disaster capitalist, um, is going to be in charge of business. So look out, business! Is you remember how it was fuck business? Now it's fuck business really, really hard. While I'm lying draped across a chaise longue, I imagine pretending to do some work. Yes. Do some work and thinking about monocles. And then just walking around Whitehall, leaving notes on people's desks, telling them to get back to the office. Cheery, cheery, cheery stuff. Oh, welcome back, everyone. I'm really pleased to be back with you. <laughs> <laughs> we have had, on, on uh, let's put a positive spin on this, we have had some, A, gopping great investment in the leisure sector in the form of a man having, what? how much did they get? How much did they raise? Can't remember now. Loads. You wrote about it. Loads. 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 It turns out. So, Massively rich people will still be able to have hot stones put on them in an increasing number of locations, which is very reassuring for all of us. Isn't it? Isn't it, Jess? It is. I like to think of them, you know, being healed from their stressful times. Very much. So luxury lives on. Um, And we have had a couple of uh, central London transactions, which is... Is this mm, possibly not the quarter of reckoning that we slash you are very keenly... reckoning! Following. People are still waiting for a quarter reckoning. I, I know. How long are you going to wait just out of as interest? As long as it takes. Okay. So economics GCSE tells me it'll be long at some point. <laughs> so there. <laughs> so we sit and wait sort of with our noses pressed up against the window. Will it be the same time as Cincinnatus returns? One fears yes. <laughs> there is a logical link there, isn't there? Yes, I'm afraid. It'll be back as a dictator and the arse will fall out of the market. <laughs> So these London transactions then. So from memory, this was Whitbread putting 200 million into the... Yeah. Like a giant Leicester Square. Um, yeah. In fact, hub by Premier Inn, not Premier Inn, we suspect. We haven't seen the, the plans yet. But um, but yes, a hub by Premier Inn, which is extraordinary because it's a lower rate. But then, you know, smaller rooms and you can put 4 million of them in there. I've always found Leicester Square to be an extremely strange location. Um, and certainly when they opened the W there... 
um, I went to the party and everyone was was mostly saying, this is an extremely strange location. <laughs> no one in London goes to Leicester Square ever. But then it's not there for people who go from London. Who Though, of course, Whitbread is more domestic market. So maybe some people... And does this, does, this, um, does this activity change your mindset that I think hitherto has been boring, boring Whitbread? Is this... this is this... Are they, are they now a lot? <laughs> no, because it's a lot of money. Um, so that's... And it's nice that they spent it, but they are sitting on so much money that, that to buy one sort of giant house in a crazy place is nothing because they've still got just cash that could buy, you know, all sorts of exciting things. Not quite a mum, but it would be interesting if they'd done that instead. Um, so, yes, yes. And then, of course, the Trafalgar in, um, in, in Trafalgar Square, where I was next to only recently attempting to go into the Fuller's Pub, which was next door, which was boarded up, um, which was, I know, which was very upsetting because um, I, I like that Fuller's Pub. But, um, yes, boarded up it was. So there we go. But inflation. Uh, I hope not, because Fuller's is, is a, is a, a long-running company of some good standing. Um, and if they are one of those bellwether companies that if they fail, then we're all screwed. But I don't think that's mm. what's happened here, because um, their last results were quite perky. So, you know, comparatively, comparatively. So, yes. But yes, the Trafalgar. And this was very unusual because it was involved in lease. And, of course, as so many things in central London do. But um, but yes, an unusual one to get over the line there. But faith in central London. Good, good. Well, that is delightful to hear. Um, what else is going on? We've done seasonal, we've done the transactions that have happened. We've sort of brought, you know, everyone who wasn't uh, aware of what's going on politically in this, in this country, just in case you missed that. What um, they have done. <laughs> On the seasonal thing, I did. I did have something to add to the the, the seasonal hotels. Um, for some reason, don't ask me why. I receive a travel bulletin from uh, the Greek tourism folk, and Ryanair, it seems, are going to stop flying probably as of imminently um, to Athens because of enormous in because of surging soaring whatever adjective we're using costs um so if then that plays to the season the seasonal hotel the seasonal tourist uh, if you can't get there um then these places have very little choice but to close for the season it's true this is true yes yes so maybe that will be the cause of it or multiple causes now of seasonality mm. which is interesting to see over tourism those those places were very appealing off season um but i guess as ever like with that walls ice cream that was just made of yogurt that i used to like in the 1990s if it's only me buying it does mm. what a market make so many things so many things have fallen well, that way shocked to learn that here in north london where i currently am uh, there used to be a dog cafe and now the dog cafe has closed oh sad times have you um, have you let spuds know this uh well i blame him because he wasn't spending his pocket money there and that's probably where the problems came in so <clears throat> But yes, I, the other day I thought, oh, I'll take him to have a little ice cream after his, uh, after his swim. And then what do you know? Even the market in North London cannot support a dog cafe. Where do we get- but I thought everyone, everyone had bought pandemic puppies. So therefore, well, they're not, dog buying, they're not cafe. Buying, them, buying them chocolates and ice cream, are they? Dog chocolates, I mean, obviously, obviously, for everyone writes in. But uh, this is, this is, maybe this is it, Miss. This is the beginning of the squeeze. I think this is, this is how it starts. The sign. This is where the quarter of reckoning begins. And it's when I can't buy my dog a dog appropriate brownie. 
the economic signposts are all there. They are, they are, as much as clear. I can still buy him venison sticks, though, I noted, crying out loud. So. <laughs> okay, he won't starve. It's, Don't panic. It's, it's fine. Dear listeners, he'll be fine. Um, right, I think that's probably our wittering done for this week, don't you? We've, 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 we've covered most things, unless there's anything else massively absorbing that we we need to share with the group we'll be back next week very possibly uh we've got guests now confirmed for the next six weeks which is joyful we're going to do some marketing chat we're going to do some research chat we're going to do some co-living we're going to do some luxury some asset management it's all going on um and for anybody who would like to come on and join this um this delightful conversation do let us know We'd love to have you. And if you vote Tory, all the better. <laughs> yes. And if Boris is free, do come on. I mean, why not? We're not paying you 20 grand, though. No, we're not paying you 20 grand. And we might put you on mute. But still, uh, but it'd be a proper lot. Yes. Well, maybe that's what we should do. We should have a sort of, you know, a third silent party. <laughs> that would just make for a terrific podcast. It would. Silent Boris. Right. I think that concludes this episode. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Catherine. It's been fun to fun to reconnect. Well, that's good to have you back. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm ready for the ready for the work season. Work season. Woo! Thanks everyone for listening, and do join us again next time for another episode of New Tricks. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. So that concludes our thoughts for this week. Thank you to everyone involved in creating this episode and providing something for your ears whilst walking the dog, washing the cat, chopping the veg, or however else you pass the time while podcasting. Please do review and subscribe if you get your ear entertainment via Apple, or follow new tricks if your ear delight comes from Spotify. These things make a difference, apparently. Until next time.